You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer, and on today's show, to preview Monday Night Football, we have one of the original members of the show, John Kegley, on with us. We are three sports writers who got started covering the Chargers over five seasons ago doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. I write for the LA Football Network, and this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? It's game day. We only get a couple of shows a year where we get to be talking to you on the day the Chargers get to kick off, and it's Monday Night Football against the dreaded rival Las Vegas Raiders tonight and so much to get into on today's show so happy to be here if you guys don't already make sure to subscribe so you never miss a show wherever you get your podcast from and thank you for making us your first lesson of the day with the Chargers facing off against the Raiders on Monday Night Football I'm so excited for this game because the Raiders are 3-0 the Chargers are 2-1 this is where you find out how these teams are going to play against each other and if the rest of the AFC West matchups, you know, forever have told us anything. We think it's going to be a tight, close game, at least for most of it. So today we're going to be starting with our defensive keys for success like we do every week. Can the Chargers finally stop the run this week? We'll also get into our keys for success on the offensive side of the ball. Can the Chargers keep up their red zone success? And then to wrap up the show, we'll get into the injury report with what Chargers are not playing, what Josh Jacobs status is, and also getting to our bold and game predictions. But let's go ahead and get into it. All right, guys, well, let's start with our defensive keys like we always do. And this is a big matchup for the Chargers defense because, yes, they played the Kansas City Chiefs last week. They did a pretty good job stopping an explosive offense. But the Raiders have been equally explosive this year. I mean, they have been maybe the most explosive offense in the NFL going up against three defenses that were thought to be pretty good. I mean, three wins against the Steelers, against the Ravens, and against the Dolphins. So, it's going to be interesting to see this matchup, David. And when you're talking about the defensive keys for success for the Chargers on Monday Night Football, where do you want to start? My keys for success on the defensive side definitely has to start with locating Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. Those are the two main targets for Derek Carr. You definitely need to know where they are at all times. Also, do not cover Waller with a linebacker. The Steelers tried to do that with Joe Schobert, and he got absolutely cooked repeatedly. So do not do that. I mean, that's just a recipe for disaster. And especially look for these guys on third downs. Derek Carr is definitely looking for Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller on third downs when they need to move the chains. Hunter Renfro, when targeted, has a passer rating of 121.9 and is gaining 12.8 yards per reception. So those are the two guys you cannot allow to beat you. Yeah, Hunter Renfro is a very crafty route runner. I mean, I saw a video from the last game against the Dolphins where I think he put four moves on the defensive back before finally making the reception. And that's the thing with the Raiders. They have a lot of guys, right? They have Darren Waller and Henry Ruggs and Hunter Renfro and Brian Edwards. A lot of guys that can hurt you, but no true superstar outside of Darren Waller. And I think the biggest thing that they've been able to do to so many teams this year is those explosive plays. I mean, they, like I said, the most explosive offense in football probably so far this year, the most explosive passing plays, 21 passing plays of 20 yards or more. And you just look at the games that they've won against the Ravens. You see gains of 31, 37, 32. The Steelers, they get a 61-yard touchdown. Against the Dolphins, they have, you know, five different players with gains of 20 or more yards. I think that's going to be a big thing in this game because the Chargers have been the fifth-best team at stopping those big plays. 
And the Raiders have been the number one team at getting those big plays. So something's got to give, but the Chargers have been really, really good so far this year. And I think if they make him earn it that way by not giving him those big chunks, it'll be a different day for the Raiders offense. John, what do you think about your defensive keys for success? I have to go with shutting down the run game. Do not let it get going with momentum. Obviously, you're not going to stop every single run. You're not going to prevent them from getting a 10-yard run here and there. But if you allow them to start going 8 yards and then another 8 yards and another 10 yards and 5 yards and they're just moving down the field like that, you're going to allow yourself to give up those big plays because eventually someone's going to have to come up into the box to stop this. And that's when the Henry Ruggs is going to go deep on you or Hunter Renfro is going to have a lot more space for his route running. Or even Edwards has been the, the big play guy as well. Whenever things start to really clamp down on the other guys, here comes Edwards over the top for one big 30-yard completion, and now everything has to recalculate defensively. It's going to be stopping the run game, whether Josh Jacobs plays or not. Peyton Barber got 100 yards against the Dolphins. Yeah, it's the Dolphins, but he still was able to get 100 yards in an NFL game. He is still a threat. We've seen the Chargers' defense elevate bad rushing attacks already. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs were not a good rushing team, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire goes for 100, right? So, like, we've seen them do this before where they have a really good matchup, even though they are a poor run defense, but they still end up getting, you know, mauled at some points. And I think that will obviously be part of the game plan for the Raiders. Even though the Raiders are only averaging 3.4 yards per carry, I do think this will be a big spot where we'll see the impact of Kenneth Murray, who's been downgraded to out for this game, right? Can Drew Trank will come in getting more snaps now since Murray's going to be out of this game and have a more positive impact against the run because Kenneth Murray hasn't been great against the run this year. And last week when Drew Tranquil was in the game, he made some plays out there and I was definitely impressed by what I saw. But yeah, I think you just can't get dominated in the running game like you're talking about. Yeah, you can give up four and five here. Don't give up the big chunks and don't let them just lean on you for five or six on every drive and limit the possessions that Justin Herbert has. And it also forces third and longs, which can make Derek Carr make a mistake, right? And I think that's a big part of it as well, David. Derek Carr already this year has put the ball on the ground twice. He has two fumbles and two interceptions, including a pick six last week against the Dolphins. So they will make mistakes and they will allow pressure because they've already allowed eight sacks so far this year. So Getting pressure and forcing some turnovers is something the Chargers have been really good at so far in 2021. I think that'll be a big key for them defensively going up against the Raiders tonight. Yeah, I definitely agree. And being sticky on the coverage, don't let Derek Carr go straight to his first read. I think that's another one of my keys. He stares down his receivers a lot, and he definitely wants to get that ball out of his hands quickly. Uh, And also, another way to get pressure on him is to line up Joey Bosa on Alex Leatherwood as much as humanly possible. I mean, Joey Bosa should be salivating, licking his lips in excitement to go up against Alex Leatherwood. He has definitely not looked very good so far this season, and Joey Bosa should have a lot of fun getting after Derek Carr in this one. The Raiders always have that one weakness on their offensive line every single year, and usually it's a guy they sign that's usually a big name, but you hit the nail on the head right there, David. That is literally where you have to go with Joey Bosa. You have to attack that and make the Raiders be one-sided if you will on the field you're going to make it like we know what side of the field they're going to go to because we're going to put Joey Bosa on the weak side they're going to have to go to their stronger guys you could overload that side now yeah and you can move Joey Bosa to the inside too right that's where his half sack came from last week test the entirety of that offensive line but yeah I mean all eyes would be on the first round pick Alex Leatherwood and that is an offensive line that is a lot different than what we've seen right no Trent Brown no Rodney Hudson they're missing some dudes up there they have some new guys but 
It's been a struggle for them so far. The Chargers have to take advantage of it. I think another part that, you know, we don't talk about enough is we always talk about the Chargers offense scoring in the red zone. We don't talk about what the Chargers defense is doing in the red zone. So that's another key that I have for this game is the Chargers defense tightening up in the red zone because so far they've allowed touchdowns on 67% of red zone drives against them. So if they can make teams settle for field goals, if they can tighten up when it gets in close, I think that could make a difference in a game like this against an offense that's been pretty good with the Las Vegas Raiders. John, any other keys you want to touch on quickly before we get into the offensive keys? Well, we brought up containing Hunter Renfro, but just knowing where he is is not enough. you got to make sure you tackle that guy. He has been a Charger killer, and he has been said to be Derek Carr's favorite target. So if he already has the ball in his hands, you need to swarm and tackle that guy, or he's going to get a lot of yards after the catch. And that's where the Chargers are really going to get beat in this game. If they're not tackling, the Raiders are going to have a fun day making you miss and run all over the open field. Yeah, and we'll see if Chris Harris Jr. is out there. But, yeah, you're going to need another solid performance from potentially Tavon Campbell again if they decide to put him on Henry Ruggs a little bit like they did last week with Tyreek Hill. Derwin James versus Travis Kelsey is going (laughs) to... Derwin James versus Darren Waller could be a big matchup, even though we didn't see him a ton on Travis Kelsey last week. And then another, you know, good game from Michael Davis and Asante Samuel Jr., who's been really hot. They're going to keep going after Asante Samuel Jr. He's been so good this year. He's going to need to keep it up against another explosive passing attack who doesn't have a problem, right, putting the ball in the air and taking chances in one-on-one situations. Asante Samuel Jr. is more than likely going to find himself with a ball in the air deep down the field where he's going to have a chance to make a play. He's been doing it so far this season. We'll see if he keeps it up. But we do need to flip things over to the offensive side of things to get into what Justin Herbert and company have to do to continue on a good offensive performance last week in Kansas City. And we'll get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell Chargers fans about the best app that I've been using lately every time I get gas, and that is GetUpside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. All you guys have to do is download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or the Google Play Store right now, and you can use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 off per gallon on your first fill-up. That means all you guys have to do is get the app, go to the gas station, and you can be saving up to $0.50 per gallon. We all know how high gas prices are. Now take $0.50 off of that, right? That's what you guys could be doing with GetUpside using the promo code TOUCHDOWN on your first fill-up, but we have listeners that are saving up to two to $300 a month, especially rideshare drivers. I mean, you can save so much money on gasoline. All you have to do is get the GetUpside app, use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, all caps, and there's no catch because you can get the money that you're saving, put right into your bank account, PayPal, or get an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download that free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right, well, we got into the defensive side of things, and the Chargers definitely have their work cut out for them there. But another part of this going up against that offense means the Chargers offense is going to have to score points, and they should. The Raiders defense has been very solid this year, but I do think that some of those stats are misleading. I mean, Miami Dolphins put up 21 points outside the pick six. I don't think that the Raiders defense is as good, right, with all the former Chargers over there and Gus Bradley as it's been so far this season. But I think it could be a solid, right, average defense going into Monday Night Football. And there's some things still I think that the Chargers can definitely exploit offensively going up against this team. So, John, what are you thinking as far as the Chargers' offensive keys for success going up against their former defensive coordinator? Well, the Raiders actually have a good defensive line, which is what Gus Bradley needs for his defense. As we all know, the bend-don't-break defense needs a good defensive line. What did we not have? A good defensive line. (laughs) 
So his might work a little bit, but what also beats the bend don't break defense is not letting that defensive line get to you by getting the ball out quick. And you have a guy in Keenan Allen who is the best route runner in the NFL. I don't care what you say, he's the best. You can't you can't change my mind on that. You can get the ball quick to him. There's wide receiver screens. You got Jalen Guyton who can run stuff like that. And then Mike Williams, easily could throw a jump ball or back shoulder throw to him. You have ways to get this ball out very quickly. Do not let the defensive line become a factor. Get the ball out quick and keep Herbert from having to make a desperate throw or have to constantly throw the ball away and waste downs. I like the motion, too, with Justin Herbert. Getting get him out, um, let him throw on the run a little bit. Seems like it opens up the defense, and we know he can be accurate throwing from kind of any angle. So I definitely want to see them incorporate that, too. I mean, especially with play action, because when you're going up you know, against somebody who runs such a heavy cover three look, if you can get those linebackers, right, to bite on the run just a little bit, that opens up that second window, right, where the Chargers offense has been really effective this year. The 15, 17, 19-yard gains, those are things that the Chargers have really been able to exploit. And I think what the Chargers can also exploit that maybe some of the other teams haven't is the outside throws, right? I mean, they've gone up against Lamar Jackson, Ben Roethlisberger, and Jacoby Brissett. None of those guys can really hit those deep outs and really challenge you outside of the numbers, all things that Justin Herbert can do. But at the end of the day, I think one of the biggest things, John, I mean, you talked about a Ben, but don't break defense. The biggest part of that is keeping other teams out of the end zone. And that's not what the Raiders have been able to do so far. So I think the Chargers offense has to continue what they did in the red zone last week, David. I mean, four out of five drives ended in touchdowns. The one that didn't end in a touchdown got called back, right? was another penalty, another illegal shift. That brought back a touchdown. And I think that for the Chargers, if you can get in there and keep scoring touchdowns against a team that's probably going to try to keep it out of Justin Herbert's hands if they can, that's going to be continued success. I mean, the Raiders defense is allowed 100% of teams that make it into the red zone against them score touchdowns. So the Chargers can't go back to what they did in the first two games where they went three out of 10 in the red zone. That success this week is so important for the Chargers to continue. Can we just say the illegal shift penalty has to be part of the keys too, David? I mean... Come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely taken away several touchdowns from the Chargers so far this year and big plays. So, yeah, they have to eliminate that. There's no question about it. Uh, and also, uh, as far as uh, with Justin Herbert, they need to attack three specific defenders. Damon Arnett, the corner, safety Jonathan Abram, and former Charger linebacker Denzel Perriman. Denzel Perriman is allowed 14 receptions on 17 targets he is great in run support, but he's just as bad in coverage. So you have to look for him in coverage and target him. Um, Damon Arnett in coverage, he's allowed three receptions on five targets, a passer rating of 104.2 and 25.3 yards per reception. And Jonathan Oof. Abram has allowed nine receptions on 12 targets and also missed six tackles. So I think you'd have a lot of success if you were to target those specific defenders. Or former former Charger Casey Hayward. I mean, deep threat anybody? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's that's one another of one of mine too. I mean, but you have to set it up. You have to hit him because he likes to play off coverage. He doesn't really play man, so you have to use that against him. Make him defend the the curls, the slants, the crossers, and then once you lulled him to sleep and made him come up and play man, that then you hit him over the top with the double move. I think that's somewhere they have to kind of test Casey Hayward just because of his specific struggles last year. I mean, his completion percentage against last year was like somewhere around 50%. Like he wasn't allowing a lot of passes to be completed and he's kept that going this year. His biggest issue was he kept getting caught in one-on-one situations down the field 
and couldn't track the football, right? It just seemed lost when the ball was in that deep third of the field. So they've shown such a comfort with Mike Williams in that specific situation. If they get that, I mean, Justin Herbert has shown, you know, no resistance to letting that ball go, right? Just floating a ball up to Mike Williams and hoping he'll come down with it. Casey Hayward has had really good ball skills in the past. It was not that way last year. But getting back to what John said, I mean, I think for me, the Chargers offense is only going to have to beat itself, right? If they put themselves in a lot of third and long situations, it could be a long day for them on the offense. That's going to happen if you're getting those penalties. So the one loss the Chargers had this year against the Dallas Cowboys, even though it's played a factor in all three games, that was the game they had the 12 penalties, right? That was the game where it really just totally derailed the entire game plan and ended up really deciding the game at the end in a lot of ways. So that is something I think is huge. I also think that like John was talking about, you know, testing Casey Hayward deep, they do need to find that one big play. And I think that the Raiders will allow it too, because so far, John, they've given up three plays of 40 or more yards in the passing game. Well, and the Chargers have not really gotten 40 yards, but they've had their share of big plays. Do we really have anybody that's going to get 40 yards that we can really say this guy's our 40 yard threat? Probably Jalen They Guyton. had one, yeah, they had one 40-plus yard play so far this year. I believe yeah. it was the Keenan Allen down the sideline. Yeah, but like Jalen Guyton is that only guy that you can go, that's our 40-yard play guy. Everybody else, you got Mike Williams who can get you 19, 20 yards. Keenan Allen can get you 10 yards. Those are like your guaranteed, if I throw it to him, this is what I'm going to get. Jalen Guyton is probably your one 40-yard guy that you can go. If I throw it to him, I bet I can get 40 yards out of him on a deep throw. He hasn't done it this year yet, and he's basically been a decoy because people know it's coming because last year no one didn't. Yeah. This year they know it's coming. I think this has to be the game that you get Jalen Guyton a little bit more active this week, and you have the defense to do it to as well. Yeah, it'd be nice to see them you know, get over the top against this Raiders defense because we know that's what Gus Bradley is trying to prevent. He's trying to prevent that big play. So if they get a shot at it, you'd like them to take that chance at the same time. I mean, one of the reasons big reasons I would say the Raiders are 3-0 is because of other quarterbacks making big mistakes against them, right? And David, we talked about that before the show is, I mean, other teams have made some pretty big mistakes against the Raiders along the way, right, to get to where the Raiders are at 3-0. So I think that's another big thing, though, is just playing a clean game, not just from penalties, but not turning the ball over as well. But David, anything you want to get to quickly as far as another key for success before we get into our final predictions? Yeah, so real quick, I want to reiterate, staying out of the third and long situations, the Raiders' third down efficiency allowed is 33%. So they're very, very good at putting their opponents in third and long and getting off the football field. So stay in third and short as much as you can and run the ball and run the ball specifically to the left side. Matt Filer is absolutely dominating people. He's running people over. He has a 92.8 run blocking grade from PFF. And Rashawn Slater is fantastic at climbing out to the second level. He's very athletic, very nimble. And also love to see them continue to use Steven Anderson in the running game. He's uh, proven to be a very tenacious blocker. Yeah, he has for sure. And I think with the Chargers too, as much as you want to find some of those big plays, we know against Gus Brownlee's defense, a lot of it is just taking what they give you, right? Taking the seven-yard pass at times to set up a manageable third down, taking just those easy, soft cushions that we saw from them so many times and taking advantage of that. And then once they have to try to adjust to that, then you hit them over the top with a big play. But it's time to put our money where our mouth is, guys, because we still have to get into the injury report. And then finally, our bold and game predictions for Monday Night Football coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about the best new streaming service, and I'm talking about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, 
another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends logging for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you guys about a simple way to get all of that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch all of your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more about it at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. I also need to tell you guys about the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. And that is my favorite protein bar. And of course, I'm talking about Built Bar and one of the best limited time flavors they have going on right now cookie dough chunk which is when it comes around guys you have to buy as many as you can because they go quick and it's definitely one of the best flavors but the flavors are what makes built bar great you have so much variety you can go with peanut butter brownie mint brownie coconut almond there's so many different flavors to choose from and if you buy the mix box you can find your favorite flavor because they'll let you try all of the different bars they have to offer all in one box and the best part about Built Bars, guys, is they taste great. They're 100% covered in chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew, but they also fit on your diet as well because most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only about 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. And right now, we can even save you guys some money because if you go to BuiltBar.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, guys, well, we are counting down until Monday Night Football, where the Chargers will take on the Raiders in primetime. Once again, thank you guys for making us your first listen of the day on game day with the Chargers in a giant game tonight. But it's time to look at the injury report heading into this one because we know with the Chargers so many times, injuries have played such a factor in their season. So we're going to be looking at who the Chargers are missing going into this one. And it's two names that you know well. I mean, Kenneth Murray Jr., the former first-round pick, is now out of this game after getting injured late in practice this week. And also, Justin Jones, after originally going down with a cramp, according to Brandon Staley, is going to miss his third game, which means that he could have gone on injured reserve and returned next week. He was at practice, so it seems like they thought there was at least a chance they could get him back sooner. But they're not going to officially now. And, you know, he would make somewhat of a difference in the run defense for the Chargers. The Chargers also have Chris Harris Jr. questionable. That's a big miss as well. But I think. Here, David, I want to talk about Kenneth Murray because at least in that spot, you feel like there's someone there that can actually come in and help the Chargers defense potentially. Yeah, Drew Tranquil coming in and limited snaps, uh, and he's really looked really good. He's made several plays. He sniffed out some screens. He's ma- he's diagnosed well against the run. You just like what you've seen from Drew Tranquil, and Rick, I'm kind of excited to see what he's going to do with more snaps, more opportunities. Yeah, and let's flip it over quickly because I do think that Chris Harris Jr., is a big miss for the Chargers if he's not able to get in this game on Monday Night Football. But at least you feel a little bit better with what you saw last week in Tavon Campbell and the Chargers' ability right to adjust their defense without Chris Harris Jr. last week, which I thought was pretty good a lot of the time. So let's go to the Raiders' side of things. And, John, just quickly, Josh Jacobs is questionable. We don't know if he's going to play yet. I mean, David, you're talking about you think he's pretty much a game-time decision, but you're leaning towards him playing. John, how much do you think a difference that is if Josh Jacobs is able to go? That's a big difference. He is a major factor in the run game for the Chargers. The Chargers have struggled stopping him in previous games. I mean, there was one time he got the game-winning touchdown on us. He's a major factor. If we go up against Peyton Barber, probably a better chance of stopping him. If we go up against Kenyon Drake, probably a better chance of stopping 
Josh Jacobs, hard to tackle, good at reading the holes. He's a he's a force. If he doesn't play, you have a much better chance at stopping the run game and winning this game. With the Chargers run struggles, like it's hard to say that anyone wouldn't have a good matchup when it's the Chargers lining up against them this year. But he does seem like the one that would be most likely to be able to just carve out six and seven yards at a time where it's just killing you and just setting up such manageable and short second and third down situations where it would be tough for the Chargers defense to get off the field, which has been a problem at times for them. But now it's time to get into our predictions, guys, and time to get wild with our bold predictions. John Kegley was pretty close last week. He was almost right on because he said five red zone touchdowns. The fifth red zone touchdown for John got pulled back because of a penalty, of course, which is why he was, you know, lashing out at penalties on today's show, obviously. But, John, you're known for your bold predictions. That's probably the closest you've ever been to being right on one. You might disagree with me, but where are you going with this matchup, offense or defense? Which one are you picking to have a big game against the Raiders? I'll go offensively, and I want to do one to really make way just like, go, oh, my God. Justin Herbert in this game will throw for his first ever 500-yard performance oh in this game. Against the Raiders' pass defense, that's I love been it. pretty good, right? I mean, that would be a feat. I know that their Raiders' pass defense is in the top 10 as far as DVOA so far this year. Not going to happen, more than likely. I mean, it's not as crazy as some of your other ones, but yeah, I mean, that's about as bold as it gets. <laughs> David, bring me back down to earth. Where are you going with this one? I mean, I might bring you back down to earth a little bit, but not much. I'm going to say Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are going to combine for 250 receiving yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> that would be wild. I mean, the Chargers offense has been really centered around those guys. That'd be half I mean, of Herbert's yards. Yeah, between, you know, Steven Anderson and Donald Parham and Jalen Guyton and all those guys, none of those guys have more than five catches this year. So, like, all of the targets have been going to Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Jared Cook a little bit. Austin Eckler, so I think they will get the targets, but that would be a huge feat. I mean, this Raiders defense, I know you guys definitely aren't believing in and out because they've been pretty good against the pass. You guys both have the Chargers just absolutely shredding their coverage. I mean, if they find Jonathan Abram, I mean, that dude's just not good in coverage. Maybe not good at football. I'm not sure, but I would definitely target that. I'm going to go on the defensive side of things. I don't know if it's one specific person. I will put a player in this just as far as the bold prediction goes. But I do think the Chargers defense, you know, after having some struggling moments this year, is going to have a good game on Monday Night Football, at least as far as taking the ball away. I think they're going to get three turnovers against the Raiders offense. And I also think they're going to have five sacks, two of those which will belong to Joey Bosa, because I do think this is a game where they can get pressure. And if they do get the pressure, I think that's going to turn into the mistakes for the Las Vegas Raiders offense. So I pick a big game for Joey Bosa and the Chargers defense, getting a few takeaways and getting five sacks. Now it's time for the game time decision, boys. The game time prediction. Who is going to win this one? I think David's going to pick him to win. The Chargers, that is. I'm not sure where John Kegway is going to go. I'm going to go with you first, David. Who do you think is going to win Monday Night Football? Justin Herbert's, you know, first primetime game with fans in the stadium. How do you see it playing out? SoFi Stadium, everybody watching around the world. Uh, It's going to be a good game. Two prolific passing offenses, two of the best passing offenses in the league. I think the Chargers defense is going to do a better job of limiting the explosive plays, and their offense is going to do a better job of getting those explosive plays. So that's why I think the Chargers are going to beat the Raiders 38-31. Oh, damn. That's a shootout. (laughs) That is 
a high-powered offensive game. I don't know if any Chargers defenders are having big games, if that is the final outcome. John, I'm not sure, is going to pick the Chargers. John, if there was somebody the most likely one to pick the Raiders, I think it would be you, even though I could definitely pick them. Who are you going with in this matchup? Well, the all-time series belongs to the Raiders, and this series usually goes by streaks. So if you look at them, you can see like the Chargers lose three, then they win three, then they lose three, then they win four in a row. Like It's mostly streaks. And they streaks. win 13 in a row in the early 2000s or something like oh, that. Before, I believe that they won those, but before that, the Raiders had one had just as much yeah 16 yeah. of 18 and those two out of the 18 were ties <laughs> well what the hell That's yeah so weird that was from um 1968 to 1977 oh, so perfect. Uh, yeah the, there's some streaks in there too from way back in the day but the the latest streak was the raiders winning three and the chargers have won the last game so i feel like it has to be part of the streak and he's moved the herbert has moved the ball pretty well against the raiders so i have a feeling he's going to do it again and the defense is better than it has been the past few years. I think the Chargers win this game. I think it's going to be a high scoring. I'll go 35-31 Chargers. Yeah, I mean, you guys both have it more high scoring than I have. But John Kegley is also going with the Chargers. I mean, I could make up some ground. I could go with the Raiders here, catch up a little bit. I mean, I did, you know, reverse jinx the Chargers last week into a big win in Kansas City by picking them to lose. Monday Night Football, I feel like Justin Herbert has been so big in these big games, it seems like the bigger the game, I mean, even though, you know, we have the Patriots and Bills, those games, but the primetime games, right, against the Saints last year, against the Raiders last year that I was in game, he's shown up for those games. So I think the Chargers are going to do enough. I don't have it quite as high scoring as you guys do. I'm going to say Chargers 31, Raiders 27, but maybe the most overlooked thing in this game is special teams because the Raiders kicker, Daniel Carson, has made some big kicks. We're still not quite sure about Tristan Viscaino, and that could be, you know, something that always is under-talked about, right, and seems to matter in so many different games. So special teams, something to watch going into this one. But so excited for Monday Night Football. So excited to see how things play out. We all have the Chargers winning. Hopefully they prove us right on the national stage and show that they are the cream of the crop in the AFC West after week four. But we will have our reactions out to you guys late tonight after the game. So to make sure that you don't miss them, Make sure to follow the show wherever you get your podcast from. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or the new Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast from. And make sure to rate and review if you enjoy the show as well. You can also find the show on all of our social media. You can find our show's Twitter at LockdownLAC. You can find us also on our new Instagram page at LockdownChargers and on our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. You can find the show on my Twitter at DanTalkSports, David Drogmeyer's Twitter at DrogtonkSD, and John Kegley's Twitter at Biggest Charger Fan. And we love interacting with you guys on social media as well. So never, you know, be afraid to tag us in something to try to talk with us, especially during the game, because we'll all be posting about the game as well. But so excited, Monday Night Football, Chargers versus the Raiders. Don't forget to call in with your reactions to the game at 323-524-7924 on the Locked On Chargers voicemail line. It's going to be a good game tonight, guys. I'm so excited for it, but we'll be back with you guys later tonight with our reactions. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.